Tired of settling for less than the best with your team's dryland program? SwimStrong Dryland is the answer you've been looking for. With world-class dryland programming for every age group, customized to fit your team's needs, nutritional coaching and education centered on the latest evidence-based research, leadership training and character development to promote an athlete-driven culture, sports psychology education and mental skills training, coaches' corners to promote collaboration, data-driven performance analysis, and an unrivaled family of athletes, coaches, and teams, Fast Swimming starts here. Hey guys, I've been trialing some revolutionary new swim tech, and now you can get your hands on it too. This is EO Swim Better, a swimming evolution in the palm of your hands. Improve your technique with EO Swim Better. Analyze your stroke technique with EO's Swim Better handset. Go to eolab.com, use code BRETT at checkout, and save 10%. We're in, mate. Thomas Harwin, how you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. What's going on today? What do you what's what's happening on this Tuesday for you? Not much really. Had a practice this morning and then I'm kind of free the rest of the day and just kind of get into the swing of winter training, the winter training block. So starting to kind of ramp up the volume a little bit. Nice. So school is officially done for you? Yeah, for about two weeks. Two weeks, okay. So you go into this period of uh, Christmas training type thing. This is this is kind of an American concept. We didn't really do this in Australia when I was growing up. So talk to us about what Christmas training means to you. Yeah, so the couple of weeks we're off school, um, training typically gets a little bit harder. We usually do a couple thousand more yards on average per practice just because we're off school, we have more time to kind of recover between practices um and it's a lot of fun though uh even though the practices are harder we kind of we know that's the two-week grind where um the practices are going to be a little bit harder and uh mm. gives us the confidence um moving into the spring uh season to kind of have that base underneath us now do you guys at least get christmas day off yeah, my team, so we're probably a little bit unusual in this sense, but we get like four days off around Christmas. Um, okay. But other than that, we're pretty much doubling almost every day. So um, we kind of have like a five-day period where we're going really hard, have like four days off, and then another five-day period where we go really hard. So Nice. Listen, how old are you now, man? When's your birthday? I'm 16 still, turn 17 about two months from now. 16 still, man. Listen, I got to tell you, you're, you're kind of making a bit of a mockery of the sport, my friend. You you, you can't possibly swim this fast in this many events at, at, at age 16, man. What the hell's going on? Uh, just, I have a lot of great resources around me. Um, I've had great coaches from, I don't know, the last six, seven, eight years um, that really pushed me and understood me as an athlete and um, great parents and, and teammates that have really pushed me and supported me to, uh, you know, kind of continue the swimming thing and do a good job at it and training partners that really pushed me to, to be my best. Mm. Well, you're, you've got some crazy times. I was looking at some of your best times here before we jumped on. I was always looking, I was also looking at this stat, um, 
the fact that you were born in 2007, I was like, what was going on in 2007 other than that the you, you were born? So I was looking at it and it says, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm going to give you some facts here about 2007. So Netflix started in 2007. Can you believe that? Crazy. Yeah. Um, NASA landed a spacecraft on Mars for the first time. That was pretty wild. That happened when you were born. Steve Jobs introduced the first iPhone. So here we go. Wow. You were born. The first iPhone came out in 2007. Yeah, wow. And then uh, Tesla unveiled the first electric efficient car, the Tesla Roadster. So all that happened in 2007, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool, I guess, to have that kind of company. I feel like everyone always jokes about like as as uh, time kind of goes on, everyone keeps joking about how like if you're born in X year, like you're not like a real person or whatever. And like that's kind of I'm kind of <laughs> in that period right now where like people are like, yeah, if you're born into that, like it's always the people who are born in 2006 saying like, yeah, those people were born in 2007. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of an interesting time and uh, just everything going on. Mm. Yeah. Well, listen, what, what don't we know about you? I've, I've seen a couple of podcasts with you recently. I've seen some interviews. People have asked you lots of swimming questions, but is there something we don't know about you that outside of swimming? Um, not really. I'd say I feel like I'm a pretty normal person. Um, I enjoy sports um, of all kinds. Um, I think I've What's said this favorite? a couple of times. Oh, probably, probably football, American football. Um, okay. Big, big into the college, the college sports. And that's easy for me because I live like 20 minutes from University of Virginia. So, um, on Saturdays when they have home, home games, I'm usually down on grounds and, and watching them play or mm. not during basketball season. Um, always enjoy going to those games as well. Um, so that makes it easy. And then, um, like I said, the uh, football in general, like watching the, the NFL on Sundays is always a mainstay for me. So, Yeah. I, I mentioned uh, before in terms of, you know, how, how you're so good and you, and you had talked about family and the support structure around you. Was that kind of the big reason why you decided to stay close to home is because you have that familiarity and the, the family around you and the structure and, and being able to go to Virginia was just an, an easy kind of win there. Um, yes and no. Um, going into recruiting in general, um, I was pretty open-minded on wherever I was going to go. I mean, I looked at schools on the, on the West coast and, um, just going through the process and kind of gauging my options and what kind of appealed to me being close to home was one of those things, but uh, it was more so everything else that um, the swimming and the academics and the culture and all those other things that when it was close to home, it kind of just made it an easier decision. Yeah. Your mom a professor at Virginia? Yeah, that's right. What does she? What does she teach? She's in the business school, um, and she teaches uh, marketing. Now, are you allowed to take a class with your mother? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I'm guessing I probably could, but um, I don't think many too many student athletes take her class because it's pretty time consuming. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. 
Are you interested in business? What do you What do you think you want to study? I think that could be a route for me. Um, I'm also pretty interested in like the human body, um, maybe just like a, a physiology or like a kinesiology kind of route, um, and maybe using that to stay in either swimming or sports um, as mm-hmm. like a coach or like a high performance kind of position like that. Yeah. How heavy is your school in the lead up to Paris now? Have you got like a full slate and then uh, and then school ends around what uh, May? Is that correct? Yeah, for us, it's about it's like really early June. Um, okay. So I'll have a couple of weeks after school ends before our trials. Um, but I mean, I'm taking five five classes right now, um, which is pretty manageable. Um, and um, I definitely spend a good amount of time on on those five, but I definitely have opened up a little bit more room to to train a little bit more this year, um, leading up to the trials and hopefully the Olympics. Right. And you're just looking at your event list, the the range you have is pretty remarkable from the 53 all the way to the 4IM and everything kind of in between, really. Um, is there uh an event schedule that you've pinned down for the Olympic trials now? Not exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure given my strengths right now in long course that it'll probably be between the 100 and 200 fly and the 100 and 200 free. Um, I know the, the 100 free and the 200 fly overlap um, session for session. So I'll probably have to decide between one of those two. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty open to swimming um the other two so mm. I, I i don't know. i think i want to keep my my options open and um kind of have multiple events to to swim there and make a run at the team because you never know what could kind of happen at those meets um with the crowd and you never know when someone's gonna have a really amazing swim under those in that environment um, so having multiple chances to kind of punch my spot would, I think it will be helpful. How do you train for that kind of range? I mean, to have the type of speed you have in, in your freeze, your flies, um, you've got, you got some top end speed, but then you've got this ridiculous range where you can go all the way through a 200 and be, you know, super competitive on the world stage as well. So, um, how's the training for you in terms of figuring out the range? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, growing up, I felt like I was always more of like a 50 through 200 guy. Um, mm. And more recently with um, Coach Gary Taylor, who has been with my club for about two years now, um, we've kind of tried to start working towards more the 200, 500 free and kind of the 4IM, which for me, I feel like it helps me. Um, still be able to hit the the hundreds well. And like I said, having that growing up, having a little bit of that natural speed, I feel like I can kind of implement that even though we don't train it as much. And then um, that 200, 400 background kind of helps me finish those hundreds, but also be able to go up to the two hundreds in long course, especially um, where it takes a little bit more endurance compared to yards where you kind of shoot underwaters. Usually when you have some speed early at a young age, you don't necessarily love going up. Now you just said, you know, since Gary's come and 
started coaching, you started swimming more at the 4 a.m. Are you you comfortable there? Like you, you you enjoy that work as well? It's not just the racing. It's the work you have to do for it, right? Yeah, I definitely uh, started to like it a little bit more. And I think that's probably just because I've gotten better at it um, and become more capable of kind of working through those sets. Whereas a couple of years ago, if I was doing the 400 IM practices that I'm doing now, I'd probably miss every single interval. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so and I, I know it it helps my, my hundred and 200 fly. Um, and so just having that kind of mindset about it, um, kind of helps me get through it. And, um, like I kind of said earlier with the, uh, training group I have around me, we, we all kind of push each other and it does make it a little bit more fun. Yeah. And I, I just did a zoom in on you and I'll do it again here in a sec. Um, just before I got on as well, I did notice you made an announcement about a new partner that you've got. So, uh, let's zoom in again and, uh, talk to us about your your announcement. Yeah, so I've just officially announced that partnering with a uh, arena, and I'm super excited about that. Been kind of working on it for a few months now, um, and now just finally announcing it. Um, excited to kind of be working with them over the next year or so, and um, I think having their help and their support through the next through through the Olympics will be pretty helpful for me um and just kind of you know doing whatever i need to do and and in pre preparation for the uh the games yeah this is this is unusual for me you know it's it's strange because i got in trouble for taking money when i was a, a college athlete and you guys are you guys are, are certainly lining up to do that now so uh, talk to me about where it is you know i don't know the ins and outs as well as you do so how do you have management? Do you do this negotiation on your own? How do you go about connecting with Arena and actually signing a contract? Yeah, I, it's it's been a little bit easier for me because um, my club team is also um, kind of partnered with Arena as well, or at least they. I don't know if that's officially, but like obviously mm -hmm. you see it on the on our clothing. So yep. our club clothing. So um, our club definitely gets a little bit of help from them. So we kind of had that commonality beforehand and then my parents kind of started this the discussion with them when um we all kind of thought it was um manageable and mm. um like i said over the last few months my my parents have been in the main um kind of manager position i guess you could say um mm. doing a lot of the negotiating and stuff and i've been there kind of listening in and um kind of making sure everything's um going the way i would want it to go and not impacting me in a negative way leading through this next year um but yeah they've made it easy for me um oh yeah i, that, I just uh, i just put two and two together your mom's a business professor at virginia of course she's doing the negotiating like what an idiot your mom might go into management soon for other athletes hey yeah maybe <laughs> A good little side hustle there. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, listen, man, I, I actually met you when you were 14. A couple of years yeah. ago, I was at a meet, and you kind of popped out, and and a lot of people at that stage were saying, you know, you got to do a podcast with him. you got to talk to him. And I was very hesitant at that stage because you were just 14, and, and just I, I just felt like me coming in and doing something like that at such a young age would just add more pressure, and it just seemed early. Uh, even though you know you 
you seemed like you had a really good head on your shoulders and you were very composed. It just seemed a little early to me. And you're you're only 16 now, and and it just seems like you're you've just taken off again. You know, like you're now one of the best swimmers in the world. How how did you make that transition from this 14 year old kid who had some talent to now one of the top athletes in the world in a couple of years? You think? I think it's a combination of just continually working hard and seeing these little improvements that have mm. now kind of transformed into the the final or like the product that um we kind of see now and um once again amazing amazing coaching um and great teammates that have been able to push me in practice and really bring out the best in me um over the last couple of years um and just the the momentum of swimming well at big meets has kind of continued to give me confidence um both in training and then going to these bigger meets where um there is a little bit more pressure um just kind of makes it a little bit easier for me um like i said gives me the confidence and uh having their support really um has helped me out along the way what's it like though to have eyes on you from 14 you know and people talking about comparisons to phelps and you know all this all this big time talk stuff like how's that been for you mentally to to kind of um deal with that and compartmentalize all that stuff. Yeah, it's uh it was definitely it's definitely cool. It definitely comes with some pressure, but um I I kind of enjoy that kind of pressure. Um I feel like when I'm under the pressure, when I'm kind of in the light, um that helps me like perform better and um I don't know, as as the past few years have gone on, I feel like I've been able to handle it, handle it a little bit better um and um my parents really helped me get through it at first and kind of teach me how to taught me how to um manage it in a in a way that wouldn't impact my swimming um because at that age there's not really much that or there's i guess there's a lot of things that could derail um my focus and they really cut me um on my path mm. One of the things I noticed too about looking at your times and some of your swims, you do a really good job of swimming your best in finals, like when it matters the most. Have you noticed that about yourself too? Like, are you able to get the best out of yourself in those big moments? Yeah, I've always kind of been a little bit better at finals, and um, like I said, I feel like part of that is the the little bit of added pressure. Um, mm. Also, sometimes it just takes me a little bit to kind of wake up. Um, and at some meets also just trying to manage, um, event loads and all that, and maybe taking a little bit off in prelims, um, when it's possible. Uh, but yeah, like at, at worlds this past summer, um, I think some of it definitely was just like the pressure and the, the adrenaline pumping a little bit more, um, allowed me to kind of go out a little bit faster and, um, maintain it without, you know, dying too hard. Right. What about, uh, look, we're coming up into this massive Olympic year, you know, 24 Paris. I mean, what a, what an event that's mm -hmm. going to be to be at and, and swim at. I can't even imagine how awesome it would be to walk out onto a pool deck in Paris and just have billions of people watching. It's going to be wild. But in terms of kind of, you know, the physical preparation is one thing, but what are you doing for the mental preparation in order, first of all, to even prepare yourself for the Olympic trials, you know, to swim in Indy, to swim in that 
arena to have the type of pressure to to make that team to qualify to be on your first olympic team what what are you doing mentally you think that might be preparing you for that uh, I, a lot of it is kind of channeling my past experiences um like last this past summer in in both uh japan and at our trials that was also in indianapolis mm. um and those those big environments where once again the pressure's on and you got to perform if you want to either make the team or win a medal and um i think that's really going to help me and continue to have those kinds of experiences um domestically throughout the next six or seven months will really um help prepare and then a lot of it just comes from the training and um through these next few months and really you know gaining confidence that um through the training that i'm going to be capable and um capable of performing at that at that big stage and um hopefully booking a spot um so yeah what what is pressure for you you, you know at, at a young age at 16 uh sorry i'll go back to this view here um what is what is pressure for you when you experience pressure when you feel like um you know, you're going through something that you're going to have to manage in a way. What is that pressure for you? Um, I don't know. A lot of it's just like, typically at meets, I'm not usually feeling a bunch of pressure. Like walking out for a final at the world championships definitely is a little bit different and brings out a little bit more than most other meets. But um, for whatever reason, I don't really... <laughs> feel the pressure i feel like um most people probably do um and maybe that's just my my mindset or my just mental like preparation but um you know sometimes it's the crowd noise that just gets you a little bit amped up a little um more than usual but um in general i feel like i'm pretty calm behind the blocks and i definitely think that helps me um execute better when when the time comes yeah i think i think that's kind of why i asked the question because i get that sense too like i don't I, I get the sense that you handle pressure really well and and it may be that we're looking at your pressure as something completely different than what you're looking at you're just looking at this as like i've got an opportunity to swim fast in a way and and you're relaxed about that whereas we're thinking oh he's 16 or he's got to do this he's got to do that and blah 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 and we can think of a hundred different things that you should be thinking but you're not thinking those things yeah i think i mean you get to a level i've gotten to a level where um i'm swimming against guys who are who are older older than me um on in most cases so mm. um i feel like that hasn't really i think i've gotten used to that a little bit more over the past couple of years um and it doesn't feel weird anymore like i feel like those those guys who are college age and maybe a little bit older um those are the guys i have to be competing with and um to win to win at the top level you know so yeah um i feel like it's something something i've just kind of gotten used to yeah i'd imagine you know in the past three years you've gone from having people that you you know i wouldn't say idolize but you certainly were watching and maybe were fans of and maybe you know uh 
wanted to emulate in some way and then here we are three years later you're competing against those same people is there is there anyone that comes to mind that when you've stood next to them on the pool deck or you've had to race them you've kind of gone back into that childhood of thinking like oh man i used to really love this guy you know no definitely um i mean even like i feel like the the main one that kind of showed up this past summer was with like carson uh carson foster and mm. swimming next to him and I feel like we're closer in age than other people that I've swam against, but um, yep. still like when I was uh, 12, 13 years old, like watching him on YouTube at or the U S junior nationals and stuff and seeing him kind of dominate. And now uh, swimming against him and kind of being one of his t peers was really mm. cool for me. And same kind of thing with uh, Cale Dressel and the hundred fly, like swimming in the outside lanes with him or like next to him. Um, was really a great experience and then being able to like him kind of be there next to me when uh during that race kind of was a weird experience for me because there's been a couple meets in the past couple years where um i'm usually watching him after i swim in the b final or whatever mm -hmm. um but then finally racing against him and uh was really cool for me and then there's a bunch of other guys like uh that i watched in college the past few years and then you know, finally right. racing against them. It's just, it's a, it's a full circle kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's happened pretty quick too, you know, going from 13 to 16 happened like that. And here we are. And what about your first Olympic experience? Uh, I'd imagine was, was it kind of like Tokyo where you really stuck in to kind of sitting there and watching that and, and dreaming of being an Olympian? Um, do you, do you remember specific moments of watching the, the Tokyo Olympics? Yeah, yeah, Tokyo was definitely my first like full experience with with swimming at the Olympics. Like I definitely remember Phelps a little bit in 16, but um other than that like I mean watching Dressel in the 100 free uh in Tokyo mm -hmm. was probably one of my favorite races of that night, of that meet just because of the the battle between him and and Kyle kind of mm -hmm. leading up to that the past few years. Um and then I thought Bobby, Bobby Fink in the two distance events doing what he did was, he was always one of my favorite guys, um, as a, in that kind of time, time frame. Um, I saw him at like a U.S. Open, um, later that year. And that was really cool for me watching him take those two golds. Um, but I mean, on the women's side, like, like locally having people like Kate Douglas and Alex Walsh um kind of break onto the senior international stage for the first time right. um and kind of seeing them at uva um at a dual meet and then seeing them on tv winning olympic medals was mm. also kind of crazy right yeah uh you got you're walking into a freaky team man there's some talent walking around that pool deck and it seems like with with your announcement going to uva and a couple of other guys that you got going there now seems like you guys are really putting a team together that will contend. Is that the way you feel about it? Yeah. I mean, I think there's guys already there who are um, making big improvements and the culture they've, they kind of established there is definitely the one that I think we'll be able to win with. Um, and, you know, looking at everyone who the two classes that are committed right now and will be there in the next couple of years, like, this winter there are championship meets. We all kind of made big improvements and 
we're, I mean, I think maybe a little bit biased, but I think overall, like on our guys' side, um, our 18 and under high school athletes probably slam the best out of anyone in the country. Mm. Um, and I think going into the next couple of years, um, we have a good opportunity to, to add more guys to that list. Um, and, you know, once, once we're there with the, the new recruits and the guys who are already there, I think, like you said, we'll have a, a good shot at winning. Um, obviously, there's always going to be other teams that have really fast swimmers and put together good relays, but um, I guess we'll just have to see. What about you, man? Like, I'm sitting here thinking, what could possibly be? Do you, do you do that? Do you look four, five, six years down the road and think to yourself, these are the things that I could accomplish? I mean, what what do you want out of this? Yeah, I mean, on some level, yes. Uh, there's obviously the we'll have a home Olympics in 28, which mm. will obviously be um, a big goal of mine, and then mm. throughout NCAA. Uh, my time in the NCAA, hopefully winning a team championship and doing some, hopefully like some relays that we could contend with. Um, but I mean, right now my focus is really just on this upcoming summer. Um, and that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now and not trying to look too far ahead. Former swimmers looking for a way to give back to the sport in New York City, reach out to Imagine Swimming. Since 2002, they've been the premier learn to swim school with international and American staff, including Olympic champions, Anthony Irvin and Eric Vent. Imagine Swimming offers infant to adult classes, plus competitive team options, water polo, and an artistic swimming club coached by an Olympic silver medalist. With flagship locations across Manhattan and Brooklyn, Imagine is always looking for the next generation of swimmers to pass on their knowledge and passion for swimming. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Biney of Biney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. What do you predict in terms of time that it's going to take to qualify in your best events just if you were just to throw a prediction of a a a time that it would take to finish first and second what do you think um i think you never really know with certain people coming in and out but based off this past summer i think if you're in the 153 range you probably got a pretty good shot in the 200 fly Mm -hmm. um there's definitely been guys like Luke Orlando who was injured this past summer, who could probably, who's been 153 mid before with, and then along with Carson and maybe a couple other guys that may be a little bit faster, but um, yeah, 153 for the 200 fly. I think the 100 fly will probably be significantly faster than it was this past summer for us um, with Dressel likely being um, at least close to back to his like past form and, yeah um, his world record kind of form um with him and dare and dare rose and shane casas like that 100 fly final could probably 
be one of the fastest events of the meet. Um, and then 100 and 200 free, I feel like for the United States has kind of been um, sticking around the same spot, being like 48 low, 47 high in the 100 free, and then like 145 mid for the 200. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Which, I mean, going to Olympic trials, like always have to expect it being a little bit faster than uh, normal, but I think those ranges will probably hold true, hopefully. Have you popped a 200 free long course? What's your best there? Oh, yeah. Um, I went 149 uh, at trials and went 149 a little bit before that at our prep meet, which um, I think I'm capable of being a little bit faster. Um, the 200 free was the day after the 200 fly at, at our trials. So I think I was a little bit um, out of focus after making that team for the first time. Um, and just the excitement um from the night before probably carried over a little bit so um i think i'm capable of being in that 145 range come this summer and contending for a spot um at least for a relay um and i think that'd be hopefully a really good addition to like the 100 and 200 fly um that i had this past summer right now did you have are you going to doha no no, okay. Did you have the option to go if you wanted to? Yeah, I did. Um, for me, it was just kind of an inopportune time. Um, right. With school? With school, missing like about two weeks of school. And then mm. um, that block of training that we'd be missing, um, despite it being a, I guess it would be a good training meet in terms of the format and how it kind of aligns with Olympic trials and the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'll have long course opportunities back here, um, to race at like the pro series in Knoxville. Um, and then, but other than that, like just continuing to, to keep, um, grinding in practice. And I think just maintaining that training block through those two weeks will probably be a little bit more beneficial where the main focus is, um, the trials. Have you had any setbacks in the last few years? Have you had any major struggles or um, anything that you've had to contend with? Um, not on like a big level, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been things here and there that um, more so on like a physical level, um, not not so much like a mental level, but um, like I guess – one big one that kind of stuck out to me that I feel like actually kind of helped me um, help propel me through this cycle was, I mean, like in 2021, not even making an Olympic trial cut where that was a big goal of mine um, on multiple tries that, I mean, again, like nothing too, too big. And then, um, you know, there's swims here and there that, um, don't go the way you want, but similar to to the trials cuts, like there's there's things to take away and and learn from them that um, just kind of help me keep moving and um, keep me motivated. But like I said, I mean nothing too nothing life changing, um, so to speak. Yeah. What about um, just aging up and like you said, racing people now that are older than you and going to the world championships and competing on the world stage. You know, is there anything that you've learned from, you know, being a young athlete 
to to being this uh, more mature athlete competing against the best in the world. The things that you've noticed that the best in the world do that you've had to make adjustments with. Basically, what I'm saying is like, have you professionalized yourself in some way over the past couple of years by by tightening things up and getting better in certain areas where you where you may have overlooked those in the past? Yeah, I think um, the main things are really the the little details that um in the race but also outside the race like mm. you know warming up warming down being more efficient in those uh disciplines and mm-hmm. kind of getting through those better being better about um getting enough warm down in um and then in the in the races specifically like the the little things like the turns and breakouts and the start have really been one thing that i've been able to kind of close the gap on uh, the top level guys recently um and just overall kind of staying in my process um knowing the the things that work well for me um and things that don't and trying to stay um on that on that side where um i know it's going to help me to to perform well um and you know, avoiding the other things. Yeah. When you walk into a ready room uh, on the world stage, what are the things that it, that you've done, especially maybe at the world championships that you've learned that, that may be able to carry over for the Olympic trials that, that, that puts you in the place where you can perform? Like what's, what's the best five minutes before a race for you? Where's your headspace? Uh, I don't, for me, it doesn't really change whether I'm at, some local meet or I'm at a world championships. I'm, I'm in there. I'm present. Um, just kind of taking in my surroundings. Um, not trying to psych myself out by seeing someone like lamb or Sean next to me or someone like that. Um, just, you know, focusing on my race strategy, um, what I'm going to do when I'm in the water and how I, how I want to execute my race. Um, like I said, it doesn't really change depending on the meet I'm at. And the the smaller meets before something like Worlds is really where I'm able to, again, kind of see what works and um, I'm able to apply it to those bigger meets. What about putting on the American cap? Um, is there Does that feel different? Does it do something to you when you put that cap on with your name on the side and the flag? Is, it, is, there, do you, is there some emotion that comes up when you put that on? Yeah, I definitely, there's definitely like some pride that you have, um, putting that on and knowing that you're, you're representing your country or my country and, um, knowing that you want to perform well, not only for the, the people back home, but even more so your teammates, um, who are mm-hmm. relying on you to, to put a medal on the, in the medal count or even just, you know, go best time. Um, yeah and the support they give, um, the athletes and the athlete support for each other. And then the staff support for the athletes really makes it a little bit easier, um, for us to do that. And, um, like I said, we really take pride in putting that cap on and we always want to perform our best when we have it on. Yeah. Um, one of the events that you're, you know, so good at is, is butterfly, uh, and, and underwaters is a big factor. So in terms of training your underwaters, um, what are some of the things that you do and, and how have you made improvements underwater? 
Yeah, it's honestly just been a, a slow kind of progression through that. Um, consistently, just being consistent is has been the main thing. Um, you have a kick count in practice? Yeah. So, like, I only train yards for the most part. Um, so, if I'm swimming um, butterfly, I'm doing nine kicks off every wall, um, which gets me to about 13, 14 meters. Um, and so, just being consistent with that um, definitely helps me when I get to the race being a confident that I can, I'm capable of like maintaining that kick count, but also, um, you know, having the endurance to actually do it. Um, and like I said, there's been the progression from where maybe two years ago I was doing six kicks off every wall in a 200 fly to now where I'm able to extend that distance and, and go nine and push 15 meters when I have a suit, like a tech suit on and mm. have some rest. And, um, definitely gives me some advantage over the guys who, um, are coming up a little bit earlier, um, taking less strokes than them and, um, just maintaining speed a little bit better. You know, you, obviously you're talking about this consistency and you're talking about this kick count and you say every wall is, is it legitimately every wall in practice? Like, are you doing it on freestyle? Are you doing it on backstroke? Are you, uh, is it just for fly? Like how, how often are you doing these kick count off the wall? The, the nine is only for butterfly. Um, obviously breaststroke just doing like a pull out mm -hmm. and then, right. um, free and back usually depends on what kind of work we're doing. Um, if it's like a 4 a.m. training day, it'll usually be a little bit less compared to if I'm doing like a fifth or a hundred free and back practice or something like right. that. Um, where, you know, in a hundred back practice, I'm also probably pushing 15 meters. Um, consistently so yeah trying to maintain that that uh that work and like i said it, it allows for the endurance once you actually get into the race how are you splitting your hundred fly um what, what do you go out in what do you come back in so far uh i think when i went my best time 51 one i was out like 24 0 came back 27 1 or something like that mm. or 24 1 27 0 so it's quick uh, about a three second gap. And in that race, um, I definitely thought I was kind of outmatched in terms of the speed at the, the mm. first 25 speed. So, um, I was almost sprinting the first 50 right. just to like, stay out with them. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, kind of having that 200 background 400 IM background, I think yeah. definitely helped me close well, despite, you know, pretty much going hundred percent the first 50. Um, right. but you know, like I kind of said, I'm not really training for a 50 fly or anything. So, um, I kind of got to swim in a way where, um, I'm able to keep up with those guys who are doing that kind of training working more often, um, on that first 50. So you, you think that that's what you've got to focus on a little bit more? Like if, if like the way I do it is I split it out. So it's like 24 hour, Okay, that's kind of max speed. That's about as far fast as I can go without, you know, destroying myself. And then 27 on the back end. So if you're looking at improvement, you're going to say, well, I've either got to improve my top end. So I've got to go, got to go out in three, seven, but it's got to be comfortable. So I've got to do more top end speed or I've got to come back even faster with my back end. So I've got to look at 26, six on the back end, which is ridiculously fast. Not many guys in history have ever gone, come back that fast. So it's like, 
So that that's kind of the way I look at it too. It's like, you know, you, there's a give and take there in that hundred, isn't there? It's like, I've either got to go out faster with easier speed or come home stronger, which is even more difficult. So that's, then it's just figuring out how to do the training for that. Right. Yeah. And this, this, this year I've definitely put a little bit more emphasis on the kind of pure speed mm -hmm. um, aspect of that hundred, um, which will also help the 200 as well. Just being more comfortable going out mm. um, at a faster pace, but um, just overall, like, it's not like a 200 where you can just improve a few tenths on each 50 and you're dropping a second. Like there's, like you said, there's two, there's two splits where you got to either improve. If you're not improving one, then you're probably not getting faster. So, yeah. Um, like I think the, the front end is definitely the, the opportunity or like the biggest has the biggest opportunity for improvement um, compared to my back 50, which um, I think will probably be a little bit better, but, um probably not as much room to improve so right. we have put a little bit more emphasis on like that first 25 um first 50 and hopefully it'll pay off um going a little bit faster in a few months i'm seeing a lot of people a lot of programs getting off the blocks in practice now with suits on is that something that you do on a regular basis no i don't really ever use a suit in practice um Long course, we use suits in meets a little bit more often, um, just because there's we don't have as many opportunities to some, to race long course. Um, so, kind of getting those reps in with the suit on before something like trials kind of helps emulate how you're actually going to swim it with the suit on when you're um, at something at emulate trials. Um, right. A lot like never never in practice, and maybe a couple of times throughout the the fall winter. Mm. um season I, right. obviously at the championship meets but a couple other times maybe here and there right now what about your 200 fly uh, how do you train for that what how do you feel most comfortable training for it do you break it up into a bunch of repetitive 50s do you do hundreds at at, at pace do you do 150s 200s uh, i mean some people even do thousands butterfly in the past so uh, what's the what's the way that you train this thing uh we definitely put um, we definitely don't hit those longer distances. There are times where maybe we go up to 150s or we'll do a couple 200s off the blocks or something like mm. that. Um, but in general, like it is a little bit more um, high repeat, uh, like lower distance. Mm -hmm. um, but I think overall, like it's the the combination of the 4IM training for the endurance and then right. the the hundred training in like doing fifties, um, on big, on big rest, like fifties yards, um, on like one thirty or something like that, where I can really push the speed and underwater underwater speed and really hone in on the details, um, to improve the speed. And then there's the four IM training, like I said, to really focus more on the endurance side of the 200. All right. How many practices a week are you in the water right now? And, and what's the, what's kind of the average distance that you're, you're hitting? Um, on a normal week in, in the, in the water, eight times, um, probably averaging around 6,500, I would say, um, definitely have days where we're closer to like 4,500 and definitely have days where we're closer to like eight. Mm -hmm. Um, but probably on average somewhere in that like 6,500 range. And, um 
it's it's not a lot per se. I mean, compared to what some people are doing, um, it's definitely more than other people are doing. But yeah. um, when we are in the water, when we're cranking out those yards, it is it's pretty intense, um, and we get the work we need to get done um, in those yards. And I think Coach Gary does my coach Gary does a really good job of kind of giving us what we need um, in that in that distance without killing us on any one day um, and allowing us to be able to come back the next day and, and um, swim well again. What about uh, in the dry land? Uh, are you thinking now as a 16 year old that I, I need to get stronger? Or are you, are you doing work in the gym for that? Yeah, I definitely think it's a, a great place to make improvements and just getting a little bit stronger um, week by week. Um, I'm not lifting weights or anything um, and never have, but we have a couple, a few dryland um, workouts a week where we're doing more like calisthenics, um, working with a med ball a little bit, maybe um, jumping rope, things like that, where hmm. um, it's just little things that work on the explosiveness a little bit, um, add a little strength, um, but not doing anything crazy. So that, that right. will kind of, negatively affect the the work we do in the water right i talked to uh coach todd uh the other week and and he was talking about the fact that he loves resistance and they're pretty much doing uh, some resistance work every day in practice and that's what you're going to be walking into uh, when you get to virginia so are you doing some resistance type work right now in your practices yeah we uh i personally when i when i'm working on the um my hundred fly a little bit more in the uh, afternoons on my doubles. I've been using um, like the Destro bucket towers, mm-hmm. um, which I think have been a good addition that I've started using this year, um, especially for my, for my speed. Like I said, the opening 50. Yeah. Um, and then we, we utilize like a, our parachutes from time to time. We put socks on every once in a while. Um, and then we use other things like, golf balls and tennis balls that kind of restrict your um the surface area of your hand when you're pulling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then i think um obviously like i i we have some like weighted kickboards that um make it a little bit harder to kind of stay um in a good body position on the top of the water kind of force you to use your um use your core a little bit more um, so it's just things like that that we use from time to time that kind of kind of emulate that resistance, um, probably not in the same way necessarily that his guys use it. Um, but yeah, yeah definitely still a little yeah. bit. What about this? Do you have an an event that you identify with the most that you feel most comfortable with? Like if you were sitting there daydreaming one day about Paris and possibly being on the podium, is there an event that you kind of put yourself in? Probably the 200 fly. Mm. Um, I think part of that's just because I've already kind of established myself in that kind of position more so than any other event. Um, I definitely feel more most comfortable with it, um, most confident with it. Um, I think I've gotten the most reps in um, swimming long course in the 200 fly compared to any other event. Um, but, but yeah, I think if there's one event that I'm – gonna take a run at like getting on the podium is probably gonna be the tuner fly 
Yeah. What's your thoughts on uh, Milak kind of going AWOL the last, you know, period of time where he's, it's almost like he's disappeared from the sport? I mean, he was he was dominating 200 flies on the world stage. Do, do you feel like he's just lost interest because he hasn't had real competition or how are you feeling about him? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I have no idea. Um, I think it could be a combination of that or just – the, the pressures become too much or, but I mean, to be honest, I have no idea. Um, could be any reason really, but I think having him back, hopefully slimming how he has in the past would be uh, a good addition to the 200 fly. Um, you know, making it, just making it more exciting. Um, it's always fun when those, when there's guys pushing the world record um, at those meets, it makes everyone faster. Um, so, you know, hopefully since he's, I think he's starting to train again, um hopefully he's kind of back in that form again this summer yeah the, i guess what is the world records 50 point right yeah he went like 50.3 or something i believe at worlds last year or two years ago i guess i mean with that logic you would think that if that we're going to see the first man under 50 you know 49 would be ridiculous wouldn't it but it just seems so absurd but i, I guess we're pretty close to that now huh yeah i mean he's really been the only one that's kind of approached that, um, that threshold. Um, you know, Leon has gotten close, uh, this past summer and there's guys kind of knocking on, on Leon's door around that 52 mid range. And then Phelps obviously was 51 mid in his mm. prime. Um, but you know, hopefully in the next couple of years, we'll start to kind of push towards Milok and Phelps's. um, yeah range in the 200 fly and make it more interesting again um and more competitive more deep uh, a little bit deeper yeah uh, compared to just one guy beating everyone by three seconds or whatever yeah a lot a lot of comparisons with you and phelps and you you're taking out some of his records and things like that have you had any contact with phelps at all in in your life uh i've, I've met him this past summer at worlds um for a short time and that's been about it but um it was really cool getting to meet him um you know like i said i kind of vaguely remember um 2016 when he was in rio and um his kind of last run at the olympics but i mean other than that like i i've obviously seen him on youtube and stuff like that but um yeah kind of meeting him for the first time as someone i've looked up to and um someone i've been so to speak, chasing rec chasing his records um, was kind of cool. Yeah, good stuff, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you doing this. It's been interesting getting to know you more and um, just fascinating with how good you are at such a young age and, and the range that you have. But uh, it's obvious you're doing the work, man, and that's a credit to you and and the team that you got around you. Coach Gary's doing a phenomenal job too. So um, good luck over the next uh, few months in, in training and then in the lead up to – trials man we wish you all the best all right all right thank you appreciate it cheers mate take care yeah